Good morning and what up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Hope you've had a wonderful week. If not, there's still time to turn around. We'll figure it out. So, got a fun show for you. I know I mentioned some things. I'm mentioning things every episode about new avenues, new scheduling and whatnot. I've had some good suggestions from some of you and uh, one in particular that I was like, I actually really like that format. And unintentionally, though, today is we're going to be talking about... Um, one of the suggestions involved, okay, Wednesdays is when you do your fitness one. And without meaning to, it's going to be fitness related. So, uh, but first and foremost, I have to have an honest admission here. Ready for this? This is, um, this is tough for me. It's tough for me. I, I had my first mishap on writing the date, meaning I wrote 22, not 23 on Monday, I think. So, yeah, made it a whole week-ish. Yeehaw. <laughs> Look at me go. And you know what it was on? It wasn't even on anything public. It was on an episode. I was saving an episode I would recorded and, you know, saving the file. And I put the date record that it's recorded on to help me track them and keep, keep track of them a little bit. And I wrote 22, didn't even realize it, and then I was messing around with some other stuff, getting things in order, getting it uploaded so it can be ready to post. And I go, oh my gosh. Now, I just want this to be your friendly reminder. I could have kept this to myself. I could have just kept this private, but I just, I'm too honest and humble. Um, So feel free to just lavish me with praise for that. Um, You know, because I just, uh, you know, I think that's the best way to be. And um, you know me, I'm nothing special. I'm just, you know, just all honesty and humility and, um, you know, I just can't, can't say it enough. So, uh, your praises are welcome and I am grateful for them. And yes, if you're wondering if I am better than you, the answer is yes. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys still, are you guys still doing good or have you miswritten the date already too? Who, who's, who else is in this loser camp with me? Uh, one week, one week crew. It's I, it lasts about as long as most people's uh, New Year's resolutions at the gym, which it is still packed. I'm so ready for next month when everyone just starts falling or dropping like flies. All right, like moths on an industrial sized zapper on the front porch in the middle of August in Oklahoma. Like just bzz, 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 just bye bye bye. So that'll be exciting. But all right on. Like I said, on the fitness trend-ish, right? First and foremost, random side note, a national championship, which was a total beatdown and tough game to watch. Ultimately, they had, you know, they have the mega cast now. It's like you watch on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN this, ESPN that. And there's like the command center. There's the field pass with the Pat McAfee show. And I love the Pat McAfee show and that crew, but they got to do something different. I watched it. I tried. I'd, I've seen the command center before. I don't like how they make the screen small. And they do the same thing on the McAfee cast. It's like they're showing them standing there. It's like, I don't need a constant camera on them. I, it, because I don't like it because it makes the, the screen where I'm actually watching the game much smaller. Because they do a multi-picture view. And that immediately turns me off. They could just have them commentating and that would be fine. But yeah, they like put them on the field and it's supposed to be cool. And it was just kind of clunky and awkward and i was like yeah no there they there needs to be a better way to do this and then uh 
And then there was a sky cam and I was like, what's, I don't know if I've tried this. So I won't go to do the sky cam and it's literally the cam that's on the, um, whatever the high wire, you know, that they move all over the field. They sometimes do for like field goals and uh, kickoffs and things like that. And so you're, you're behind, you're behind the off, behind the play, basically behind the offense, kind of tight. So you can't see the whole field, but you get a more on the field perspective and almost like a view from like the QB in a lot of ways. And so you see him when you actually can see like, oh, you see how fast the play actually moves. And, and also you see what the QBs look at. So like you can try and make reads. The best part about this cam though, and it was different. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this, you know, just because it was different. And I gave it time. I was like, I actually do. The difference is no commentators. That's right. It was just field noise and you heard the PA announcer and at commercial breaks, it goes to just like a stadium cam. And so you kind of get to see what's happening in the arena. And I was like, this is dope. And then, so I watch this on YouTube TV. So I'm sitting there and I goes, oh, and at one point I pause it or I'm rewinding something. So that's the downside. You don't get the same instant replays. Um, but it gave me the option, it said, watch in 4K. And I was like, oh, yes, I definitely want this in 4K. Sky came in 4K. And here's where it went weird. I opted to watch it in 4K. Then all of a sudden, I had the commentators. Kind of disappointing. Especially when you knew they were reviewing or they were watching a replay of a play between plays. So there's some downsides. And I think if they just had basic replays that they could do, um, that would be great. And Nick's the commentators. 4K, not 4K. I don't want to hear them. And that would, and just and amp up the amount of field noise and chatter, player chatter you hear. I want, I want, that's what I want pumped in and crowd noise just to make it feel like you're on the field, basically, even more. So, but it was cool. It was cool. If you didn't check it out, you missed out. Um, next time they have some mega casts on some championship or something, go check out Skycam. It'll be football related. I imagine, well, they might, uh, they probably won't do it in the NFL because they they're so strict with their rights. Maybe. Maybe there's some big playoff game on ESPN or something. I don't know, but it was cool. But anyways, in the midst of all this, you know, flipping back and forth, I watched all the different cams for amount of time. I went through in regular broadcasts and Skycam and all that good stuff. There's a commercial for, I'm sure you've heard of this brand, Fabletics. And it was the do everything pants for guys. Had belt loops, looked nice enough to almost be like, okay, you could wear instead of jeans or maybe even slacks, but it was waterproof and like this nice light material so you could work out in it. And I, I think I had the commercial on mute and I was, or I, it, it, it was a first commercial. And so I mute the commercials. And so I, I heard the first like five seconds and then I muted it. And then I watched it. And while the pant is definitely so itself, the product looks great, I'm sure is great, and is something that would fit me as someone who doesn't really like to wear pants, much less traditional pants. Having a do-everything pant, that's how I try and buy my pants. I realized I cannot invest in those pants from Fabletics um, for one simple reason. Me, as a man, I cannot go and purchase something like that for myself to wear on my body that were part of the name is derived from the word fabulous because it's not hard to figure out. Fabletics means fabulous athletics. And I'm sure some of us, as I do sometimes when I hear fabulous, fabulous like that, right? And 
I'm sorry. I'm a man. And I don't, in good conscience, I just can't do that. It feels like I'm betraying my, my, my masculinity, my manhood, you name it. Uh, yeah, no, I just can't get behind it. I'm sorry. You, you, part of the core of your brand name is fabulous. I'm not fabulous over here, okay? I'm, I'm manly. I'm tough. I'm, you can say I'm fun. I'm energetic. I'm passionate. I'm intense. Fabulous is not one of the words I use to describe myself, the things that I wear. Uh, you could say loud, eccentric. There's plenty. Um, loudletics do that, right? But uh, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Now, if you're a guy who wears fabletics, let me just tell you something. You are less of a man. It is confirmed. And I don't care how nice they are, okay? Okay, now, it may, it may still be better than wearing Lululemon, but I'm not even sure because Lululemon is just like an overt, like, look, I know I'm wearing Lululemon. Fabletics is like, no, this is for guys. Fabulous. Fabulous. That's what I feel like. It's like creeping. It's like you don't actually have, it's like, oh, it's just Fabletics. You don't think about it. And then you take three seconds and you think about it. And you're like, mm, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. So, uh, look, I, I don't. I'm not against them necessarily. I'm against them for me and for any other man. So maybe you could say in some sense I'm against them. I'm not going to stop you. I'll just judge you very, very harshly. Well, you'll hear, you know how I judge you. You know how I feel about it. Well, does that mean I won't associate you with you? No. It might mean that I may not offer you whiskey, but instead a seltzer if we're hanging out or something. And, <laughs> oh, um, you know, I'll offer to hold your purse when you go to the bathroom or whatever, whatever it may be, right? Right? So, but sorry, Fabletics, uh, get a better name or do an offshoot just for men. I'm really leaning into this whole uh, manhood, toxic masculinity, classic manhood. I'm just tired of effeminate men and how we've just castrated masculinity in our culture. And maybe it's just the Hanyak in me, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go polar opposite the other way. And you may say, that's maybe not wise or smart, but that's what I'm doing. And uh, I probably can't do it, but I've thought about like, could I just do another offshoot podcast that's like toxic masculinity? And it's just talking about like man stuff and talking with men and, and just being, and it would just be traditional masculinity. That's good. But what we see nowadays is usually that's branded as toxic masculinity. So it'd be a little bit of play. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm committed to getting shirt, sticker, you name it. That says like, I am toxic masculinity or toxic masculine, like warning, toxic, toxically masculine, all that. So I want a whole line of it, but we'll figure that out before too long. So yeah, fabletics can't do it. Uh, let me know your thoughts on that. And if you don't agree, then you're wrong. But I still would like to hear your wrong thoughts so I can judge you and eviscerate you. Shane, talking to you, bud. Okay. Still on the note of fitness. I'm sure you've heard of it by now because most people have. New report came out from the, what is this organization? Um, oh my gosh. Some American Academy of Pediatrics or the AAP. AAP. And they, they released the first comprehensive guidelines in 15 years uh, related to tackling childhood. This is funny. A new approach to tackling childhood obesity has been revealed. 
And I'll put the link of the article that I'm referencing um, on MSN, but everywhere posted articles about this. It's all probably the same, the article. So there's a lot of blah, blah, blah and gobbledygook, and I think this article's a bit long, even though it's relatively short. But in short, all the headlines have talked about, they've referenced kind of one of the highlights where they're now approving new treatments for younger kids, maybe like as young as 10 or 12, for certain medication. So like uh, that helps fight weight loss. And then for kids as young as 13, certain actual surgeries and procedures to help fix their obesity. And on the face of it, I'll just say, I think if, if you know me at all, and you're probably thinking some of the same, same things that I'm thinking is, why? This is the most simple solved problem that we have. Why do we treat this obesity epidemic like it's cancer or some, or shoot, shout out to Connor, like it's MS, like it just, it happens to some people, we don't really know why, the treatments aren't very clear, and, and, they, and they work for a time, and we don't really know what to do, we just do the best that we can, and it comes up, and it's like kind of out of your control. This is not that. This is something that is totally within your control, that is totally fixable through very simple tried and true methods. Uh, we're dealing with it's, it's people getting fat. That's what we're dealing with. And what causes you to get fat? You're sedentary. You eat too much. You eat bad foods. Boom. You're fat. How do you uh, get not fat or unfat? Um, you, you start being more physically active. You build a calorie deficit. And you start eating better foods. And boom. Not fat. Now, it's not overnight. And that's, and that's part of the problem is the instant gratification. And, and, and it's hard work. While it's simple, it's hard. Okay, but, but you have to build discipline. And, and especially when it relates to kids, it's funny to talk about all oh, these, you know, these kids who are obese and we don't know what to do. And like this, this is the articles meandering about. It's like, oh, there's all this and we have all these fat kids. What do we do about it? And it's like, we need to talk to the doctors. And it's like, no, you don't. You need to take DHS. You, well, you can have the doctors refer to like DHS or someone and go to parents and be like parent because <laughs> childs are dependent upon parents. This to me, simply first, I look at the parents and I say, do better as parents. Quit just letting your kid gorge themselves and sit around and play video games all day. Now, a lot of times the parents are doing the same. So the parents would have to fix themselves in order to fix the kids because otherwise the kids are like, well, you don't do anything and you're fat. And so why do I have to do stuff different? And part of that is like, well, look, you're better than me, and I want you to be better than me. (laughs) But the point remains the same. This, first and foremost, is a call on parents. Um, And secondly, like in this article several times, this is a very complex and intricate issue. No, it's not. No, it's not. Our kids are fat, and we need to do something about it. And they're talking about public policy, and they're talking about policy that helps, that helps um, pay for treatments and like pay for what treatments you actually, guess what? When your kid eats less, you cut back on food costs and you, and when it's junk food, and then you cut back on their healthcare costs, it saves you money to be, to just be healthier. But the problem is, is it comes back to this is we don't want to admit to this because then it admits it puts responsibility on all of us and all the parents as like, no, we're just doing a bad job of being people and having some discipline and instilling some discipline upon our children. And that sucks to hear. And so we try and make this convoluted, intricate answer, right? 
Now, I will, I will give them credit that a lot of these guidelines related to like, when I'm reading about this, it's like, okay, look, they may, there may be, and look, and for some people, if too many times I hear, well, I've got special conditions. No, you don't. Most of you don't. A few of you do. But um, it's, it's interesting the routes they go down about marketing of unhealthy food. Well, that's good luck t- tackling big sugar because that's just in general. All the commercials are fast food or for Oreos or for whatever, and it's all just wildly unhealthy, right? You don't see big grass-fed beef out here um, <laughs> pouring millions of dollars into marketing. And household food insecurity. What does that even, just buzzwords and terms that are coming up, right? But uh, here's, and then of course you could tell this is all just gobbledygook for the most part as there's certain, here's one of my favorite lines. The role that structural racism has played in obesity prevalence is also discussed according to the release. What do we, so if you're fat, it's because of racism. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Even though the guideline does not discuss obesity prevention, which is just be healthier. So it's weird. They talk about like eating healthier foods and stuff, but apparently it doesn't discuss that. The AAP does emphasize the importance of families having a primary care physician to oversee long-term care. So I need a doctor to help me just do better and be healthier and encourage exercise. This is, this is idiotic. Uh, nutrition support, physical activity, treatment, and behavioral therapy. Yeah, all those things I agree with. And as parents, you need to be the adults in the room and just do that. First of all, practice that yourself and then, and then instill that in your kids at, at the very least. And then here's where you lose me. This may also involve pharma, uh, pharmacotherapy for, that's a weird, pharmacological, but pharmacotherapy uh, for adolescents 12 years or older and even metabolic and bariatric surgery for teens age 13 and up with severe obesity first of all breaks my heart for kids who are severely obese by the time they're 13 because that's just a call on their parents for not being a good parent there's no there's no simple or nice way to put that that's just what it is because you are supposed to be raising them taking care of them teaching them how to be um good healthy fully formed adults and you just let and this is why you can't let kids decide for themselves we've given kids too much agency about like they know no they don't that's why they're kids that's why you're the parent um <laughs> but it's so interesting how much research has been poured into this to make these new guidelines you know and there's things like the most effect- effective in treatments include 26 or more hours of face-to-face family-based multi-component treatment over a three to 12 month period yeah here's <laughs> uh what the yeah, and then they're like, evidence-based treatment administered by a trained healthcare professional has no, and here's, where, and here's also where you lose me, no evidence of harm and can result in less disordered eating. You know involves in less disordered eating? A little bit of discipline in the household. Uh, the parents showing the kids, modeling it, learning themselves. And, and, and this is what kills me too, is you know you're going to have parents out there who's like, we had no idea, we don't know what we're doing. And it's like, you've lived 20... 30 years on this earth. You've had plenty of time to develop. There's no excuse, right? It's like officer pulls you over and so I didn't know that it was a 30. I thought it was 55. And he's like, ignorance is no excuse to break the law, sir or ma'am. Same thing here, right? Like this isn't, if you, the moment that you are like going to become a parent and stuff, guess what? There is now an inherent responsibility upon you. You're going to be, you creating and raising and taking care of and cultivating another human. You have to be better and be as good as you can 
and figure it out, right? For their sake, not for your sake. And here we go. Ready? The guidelines also supports call for policy changes regarding medical costs to cover obesity treatment for all children. What policy do we need to spend money on to cover obesity treatment of eating less, exercising more, eating better foods? I don't, what? Uh, maybe <laughs> it's like when I worked at 7-Eleven for six weeks and I'd see parents come in with kids and who were on food stamps and they would just buy Cheetos and slushies and just candy bars and it's food stamps. And I, and I personally, I was like, you shouldn't be allowed to like buy. I get there's certain situations where people may not have, you know, it's like, Hey, convenience store is the closest thing. And what I'm not going to speak to your entire situation, but in general, as like a general rule, I was like, there should be some restrictions on like, if, okay, if the government is going to be like, here's some food stamps, it should be to like, go to the grocery store and you buy like fruits that or not. No, not vegetables. See, look, I'm still inculcated with traditional thinking, right? Fruits and veggies, but like whole foods, right? You shouldn't be able to go and buy just a ton of Oreos, a ton of Cheetos. It should be like, no, you need to get produce and, and meat and things like that. And you could get a little bit of that. Now, I don't know how they would regulate that. I mean, I guess they would just limit the, they would have to make an, a list of items and it would be a mess, but I was just like, you shouldn't, or maybe it's, maybe it's a percentage, right? You can only spend this much of your food stamps on crap food and the rest has to be on actual food, right? The medical costs of obesity on children, families, and our society as a whole is well-documented and, and requires urgent action. Yeah. You know what that is? It's, um, eat less. Build a calorie deficit um, through physical activity and exercise. Specifically, I would say strength training of some sort, even it's body weight, but still not just walking on a treadmill, doing the elliptical for 40 minutes. That doesn't do that much. And eat better foods. Boom. And ready? The closing line. The, here it is. Here's, here's the golden goose of this article. This is a complex issue, but there are multiple ways we can take t- steps to intervene now and help children and teens build the foundation for a long, healthy life. Multiple ways. Okay. Uh, it is it is not a complex issue, and the multiple ways are this, right? Uh, teach a little discipline by um, controlling your urges and eating better foods, um, so cutting out junk food, eating less, and uh, moving more. There's your prescription. There's your guide. You're welcome. So I didn't plan on going this in depth, but then as I read the article, and I was like, what is all this? This needs to be a five-sentence paragraph of an article. Um, child obesity is a huge ep- epidemic. We've, we've poured millions of dollars over decades to figure this a decade and a half to figure this out. And guess what? We've got the answer. Well, actually they don't really give too many concrete answers. It's a lot of, it's a lot of vague wording and, and answers and complex and intricate. And then some random woke stuff about racism and, and uh, f- household food insecurity. Look, bunch of bull crap. And that's what it is. It's simple, right? Hey, our kids are fat. What do we need to do? Well, we need to um, maybe incentivize, but we need to call on parents to be better and guide their kids and build out better actual nutritional things and say, hey, let's move more. Because here's the programs that I would build, right? Here, oh, not a doctor. Don't need to be one to figure it out. You can come to me. I'll charge you a lot less. And actually, I'll probably do it pro bono and you can only pay me if it works. How's that sound, right? Come to me with my kids fat. What should I do? Okay. First and foremost, you need to a start being the parent, 
you don't need to say, oh, my kid fell. I don't know what happened, right? It's like, well, no, 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 no. You're responsible for this child. If something like totally controllable happens to your child like this, it's almost like if they, if you were a negligent parent and they chopped their arm off with a saw or something like that, and, and you're like, my kid just, my kid just showed up and he didn't have an arm. I don't know what happened. Please help me, doctor. They would immediately be like, why did your kid have access to this or that? And why didn't you have this secured? Why weren't you watching your kid? Boom. You're going to prison. You're losing that kid. And um, because guess what? You've been a negligent parent. And so I would just say, you know, I'd have to have that candid conversation and say, all right, so you come to not Dr. Gus here, the head honyak, the rambling Viking himself. And you say, oh, he's fat. Uh, And now I'm going to say law of averages and also the fact that most people are overweight you're probably overweight too. So this conversation is more than just about your kid. There's, you have a responsibility here. But here's, here, here, here's how it would go. All right, um, and we'll just use a random name, like, I don't know, um, we'll call this person Shane. So I'd say, all right, all right, Mr. Shane. Well, first and foremost, I just want to, I'm glad you came to me, and I appreciate it. Um, and what I'm about to say is going to sound harsh, it's going to hurt, maybe hard to process, and you might get mad at me, and that's okay, but sometimes facing the truth of, our, of maybe our shortcomings is the best thing that we can do. And so if you want my honest opinion on what is the best way to handle the situation, first of all, it starts with you. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to take any judgments too far. But I want to, you know, I would say, are, what's your health like? Are you overweight? How do you eat? How does that work, right? Because first and foremost, our kids are going to follow after what we do. And if we are living an unhealthy lifestyle, then the odds that our kids live in an unhealthy lifestyle are basically 100%, right? That's, that's the chances. So that's, and, and you might say, well, this isn't about me, it's about my kid, but you directly affect your kid, right? It's like if you start saying cuss words around your kid when they're in an age, an impressionable age, all of a sudden they're going to start saying cuss words, right? It's monkey see, monkey do. So that, this is where it really starts. And, and then the second thing on top of that is um, you are the parent, they are the child. So you are the adult who is responsible for their health and well-being and teaching them. And they are still learning and developing and trying to figure out and navigate life. And at, with that part of that responsibility is making sure that they don't fall into unhealth, right? So managing, so being the parent, and to put it short, you need to, um, you know, kind of be the parent, set guidelines, stick to those guidelines. Yeah, they may not like you. You're not called to be their best friend, though. And it's in their best interest in the long term, because you want them, I would say, don't you want, you want your kid to grow up, be a healthy, successful member of society, right? And so we all understand that's why discipline and, and, and setting rules and boundaries and teaching them right from wrong is important. The same is true in the health world. So you need to kind of buck up, be the parent, set some ground rules. Don't let them eat whatever they want. Um, make sure that they're exercising and moving. And so maybe go on walks. Uh, go out in the back and this is, and you're going to have to be a participant in this, go to the park and play some games or whatever, get them in some sports, um, do something, uh, limit, you know, how much time they can sit around and play video games, watch TV, do whatever, and limit the amount of sweets and things like that. And, and, and start working on eating whole healthy foods, foods you have to cook. Yes. It's more effort eating out less, less fried foods, things like that, all the basics, right? But just doing that. And then, and building a calorie deficit, right? Uh, constraining how much they eat, 
And we can talk about what that looks like for them. And I can, you know, we could work through specific numbers, but in general, you know, if they are drinking a lot of pop and soda and things, no, you got to drink water and you can only have pop on the weekends and it can only be one a day, things like that, right? You can only have one, you know, you don't, you can't have candy every day, but you can have it a couple times a week, things like that. I'm not saying you have to completely rob them and make them just eat nothing but kale salad, kale and spinach salads. Uh, with a balsamic vinaigrette every single day. You don't have to be cruel, but you do need to take charge of the situation. And while, you know, shoot, there may be some underlying conditions that come forth where there's some difficulties of like, hey, they have some hormone problems and whatnot, but, tip- but typically you're in this situation and your hormones are off because you're unhealthy. So um, my prescription to you is going to be start, you know, is, is really just start taking charge of not just theirs, but you have to do it too. Because you're going to send mixed signals if you eat all the sweets you want. Now, you are an adult, so you technically can't do that. But you're an adult who's raising a child. And so now that directly affects you. And your behavior has to be the same. And so when you get healthy, your kid in turn will start to get healthy. And then they will grow up and they will be healthy. And you'll have healthy grandkids. You'll live longer, get to see your grandkids, and be better off. Now, like I said before, that may sound a little harsh, a little blunt, um, a little almost accusatory. but um, all it is, 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 is I want to let you know, this is a very solvable problem. It's simple, but not easy. And, um, the biggest underlying thing is just some personal responsibility, which is zero fun to take. And, um, and, and you may, and we usually don't want to accept when we, when maybe we've fallen short in life, but, um, you know what? It's, it's never too late to get started and to get it right. And you're going to be better for it. Your family's going to be better for it. And your, your grandkids are going to be better for it. Everyone is going to be better for it. Your, your healthcare costs are going to go down. Your food costs are going to change and ideally go down because you're not going to be having, because once you get bigger, bigger and bigger, you can ingest more and more food. Grocery bills go up. This is automatically, so this is going to save you money. Um, and it's going to make your, it's going to increase your longevity. It's going to make your child's um, life better. And it's going to decrease your personal healthcare costs, put less strain on the system. And I don't want to just resort to pumping your kid full of drugs or procedures because um, I think we need to try everything we can for on our own through natural means before we jump to um, actual medical procedures. Those are last resort. Um, Now, with that being said, I am more than happy to help you work out plans, nutrition, keep you accountable, do all that. And, and I can still be involved, but really, um, you know, this is a, this is a problem that you can solve sans a doctor without a doctor. I've never used the term sans before like that. Anyways. Yeah. Boom. And, and scene. Well, there's your prescription from, from not a doctor, Gus, the head on yuck on look, it's simple. It's no fun. And you might have some excuses of this, that, I don't have time to go work out, do whatever. Oh, you don't have time to prioritize your health is my, is my first response to that all the time. Unless you're working 16 hour days, five days a week, don't talk to me about you don't have time, okay? People do it every day. And it just, you know, it's just hard. <laughs> That's what it is. And people don't admit, man, this is hard. And I don't want to get up earlier, stay up later. I want to be able to watch my shows in the evening instead of going to the gym and doing that and adds laundry and I got to shower more. I'm getting sweaty. And there's just so much effort in it. Right. And it sucks. And I get that. And I look at it as like, I might have to start getting up earlier depending on what other jobs I end up getting working out at five fifteen or five thirty, And I'm not pumped about it, but I'm going to do it or go in the evenings if that works better one day and not pumped about it, 
but I'm going to do it. So yeah, that's my prescription. And I think as always, there's so many, there's so many points to be made around this first and foremost, that this is silly, just silly, right? It's just total silliness. And then secondly, that, um, you know, maybe don't always just blindly trust government agency guidelines or American pediatrics associate. Like this is the world that we've, the culture that we've cultivated and we live in now is that own of popping pills. I mean, who runs the world? Not girls. It's pharma, big pharma. (laughs) That's who it is. And I'm here to fight back against that and say, no, we just have to build a community where we are taking charge, being disciplined and owning our shortcomings and taking care of, I don't know, our health. Um, and, and look, it's hard. And especially when you develop like me, I know like food is a comfort, food is a coping thing and you can still do that to an extent. But like yesterday I wanted some like sweet unhealthy snacks and I made myself go and eat an apple and that apple was good. And yeah, it wasn't as good as a star crunch maybe, but it was good. It was better than one for me. And there you go. But I'm still going to have some star. Crunch. I had some peanut M&Ms last night. So yeah, I still enjoy the unhealthy things in life, but in very much moderation. And that's, and that's what our society lack. We're a society of surplus and overindulgence and gluttony is, is, is really, you can say, you can list all the things wrong with us, but I think that is a one top two, three things that, that issues that we really, really, really have to tackle. Everyone's so overweight. And I'm not saying this in a judgmental way, but like, it just makes me sad. Right. And so, yeah, that's my prescription. All right. Last note, funny note, and then we'll close it out. Uh, I forgot to mention this when I was talking about the, the national championship, the men, men to go hand in hand with sky cam talk, but we're here. So Georgia had a receiver whose name is Adane, but it's spelled. You might've seen this guy. It's spelled Adonai. So, you know, A-D-O-N-A-I. That is Adonai. And that is, you know, from the Bible. And that is one of the many names given to God. And it's a Hebrew word. And so I saw it and I was like, yo, someone named... Uh, It's translated Lord. So that's essentially what it means, right? It means Lord. And so it's another term for God, and we hear it in the Christian world. And I remember, like, they, before they ever said his name, and like, Adonai, I was like, it can't be pronounced that way. Either A, someone is really ignorant to what they mean, um, or they're that much hubris with their, co- with their child being God's gift to the world, or this is just some weird coincidence. And then they say, yeah, Adonai, whatever his name is, and I go, of course. Of course, this is a rare, but probably to be less rare case in the future as names get weirder and weirder of people being seeking to continually be more and more, quote unquote, creative with their dumb name choices and changing up spellings, Adane, and that's what it is. And then doing something like this where you spell Adonai and confuse everybody and incidentally use the Hebrew word for Lord referring to referring to God. And that's your kid's name. Good job. Good job. You just committed heresy with naming your child. Incidentally. (laughs) Oh, not really. I have nothing against this kid um, or his family, except for the fact that they, uh, they created them, the creativity themselves. Like, and here's my thing is that's so prevalent. Like I just searched Adonai 
and it comes up and it's like, oh, this is what it means. This is what it means. This is me. And so it's like, oh, we're going to spell it this way. And they switch it up. Like that changes anything. I'm like, all you're doing is confusing people. You're making it hard on everyone. And you're going to now almost guarantee your kid's name is mispronounced. Congratulations. You've just made everyone annoyed and your kid's life that much harder. Golf claps for you. So yeah, if you <laughs> let me know what you think about that or anything else on today's episode, if you read the report, uh, if you want to read the report, the link is in the description, but that'll do it for this Wednesday edition of the Ramming Viking podcast. I want to thank you for being a part of the Hanya Accord and listening. Remember, if you want, I'm starting a new podcast and it's not up and running yet. I'll keep you updated, but it's Blessings from Tragedy. It's going to be its own podcast. I'm still going to post all episodes of any of my offshoot podcasts here on the Rambling Viking. So if you want to listen to all the different ones, you can just follow, continue to follow this show. But if you maybe just want to get the blessings from tragedy or just, and I'm not decided on this, but let's just say example for fitness stuff or whatever, you can go follow whatever offshoot podcasts I make. And that being said, if you have a story that you'd be willing to share that is a blessing from tragedy, or you want to talk about some sort of, um, you, you know, your, your fitness adventure, as I dubbed it, because I don't like the term fitness journey, then, and you want to come on and talk about that and how maybe you, you got your life better or, or some whatever, right? Come on the podcast. I've got a great setup now in my permanent home that I own and got two mics, a nice big desk. We can have a great combo. I even have a monitor if you want to bring your computer and have your own monitor uh, for you. But yeah, uh, Connor and Rachel can both attest to it and Shane because they've all been here and been, well, I think Shane might've been when we had the other crappy desk. So sorry, bud, but that's what you get. It's Shane. So yeah, if you want to come on, please, please let me know. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And I saw some of you guys liking the posts on, on Instagram. So uh, continue to like, but don't just like come and listen and then also share. That would be my recommendation. So thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak Horde, though. Thank you for listening. Go rate and review all that good stuff. And be on the lookout for Blessings from Tragedy coming to all podcast platforms near you very, very soon. I've got trailer. I've got all this stuff. The biggest part I'm working on is just graphic design and other kind of planning and figuring out exactly when we're going to post them and do them. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening, though. That'll do it for me. Go have a great rest of your week. Go make it a great rest of the week. There's still time to turn it around. We'll see you right here next time on the Rambling Viking Podcast. This is your head, Hanyak, signing off.